1: You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL for Fan Sided and Pro Football Weekly. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can find us on your Google Home, on your Alexa, wherever you find podcasts. You will find us, and you can let us know where you're listening on the Locked On Packers fan hotline at 920-341-3775. Drop us a line, send us a text. However you want to communicate, please do that. It's something I'm going to continue to incorporate into the show. A couple of the topics today, we're going to talk about the pass rush. We're going to talk about the safety position. I was going to talk about those topics today, but I thought, why don't I let fans of the show... Listeners of the show, people who wrote in, who texted in, who called in and asked questions. Why don't I let them intro these topics? And one of the reasons why I wanted to do that was because I got an email yesterday that let me know that Locked On Packers was the number one local NFL show on the Locked On Podcast Network. Number one. The audience has continued to grow. You guys have been amazing over the last few months. Every time I look at the numbers, this week was bigger than the last. And we were number three about a month ago, the number three NFL show. We are now number one, and that is because of you, the listener. We wouldn't be that if you weren't listening every day. That's the thing about this show. We are every day. We aren't just your team some of the days. We aren't just your team on Tuesdays or Thursdays or Sundays. We are your team every day. We are the Packers every day. So as often as I can, I want to celebrate you. And I want to bring you in and have you be a part of the show. And I'm I'm loving the fan hotline. Loving it. I get tag as soon as news breaks, I get texts, I get calls. You guys want to talk punters? I love it. I love it. What other fan base is calling in or texting into a podcast about their team and wants to talk about their punter, good, bad, or indifferent? I can only imagine that that is taking place with Locked On Packers. They're not doing that. maybe with Locked On Broncos. You know, they I mean they are like maybe one or two other teams. Maybe, maybe. I got multiple J.K. Scott questions. It's it's incredible. Let's start today with the pass rush, though, and I'm going to let Josh take us there. He says, Hey, Peter, it seems to me that Beagle plays too fast at times and, run himself and runs himself out of plays. Even at times when he seems to be in the right position, he's getting swallowed up by tackles. I know he had the fumble recovery, but it seemed like he didn't play well. Thanks, Josh. Don't know where you're from, Josh, but I appreciate the text. And the reason I, I started with that question is because it was announced on Sunday that Nick Perry was activated off PUP and is now going to be available to participate in practice, to participate potentially in preseason games. I think it's possible he gets a series this week against the Raiders, the Jordan Nelson Bowl. You would like to get him some time before the regular season starts. But so the reason I, I put those two together is the obvious connection in terms of their position going into this offseason I I thought that pass rusher was going to be a place where they felt they needed to upgrade and they didn't really And one of the reasons why I suggested they may not have done that is because Vince Beagle was coming off a rookie season that was essentially a redshirt rookie year. Did not have the benefit of any of the offseason activities, OTAs, training camp. He was coming off a serious foot injury that he had surgery on. And so it wasn't until the middle of the year he started to get reps. And so this is really the first full offseason that he's been able to recover. This is, in a very real way, a redshirt season for him. And the Packers probably are not going to count on huge contributions from him in year one. We talked about Reggie Gilbert last week and his contributions in the game against the Steelers. And obviously, he was huge in that game. But that is not an indication that he's suddenly going to become Von Miller. Now, he played well in limited snaps last season. He has made exceptional progress this offseason. The, the coaching staff have have sung his praises. And I, I think it is, it is fair to say that he is clearly the third outside linebacker on this team, already ahead of Kyler Fackrell, much to the delight of Packer fans everywhere. Nick Perry, Clay Matthews, and a solid rotational third backer. That is all this pass rush needs in the near term. Now, long-term, given what we know about the injury concerns that Perry and Matthews have, maybe that's not enough. I think certainly the Packers will be active over the next few weeks in cutdowns. And guys who are going to get cut for salary cap reasons, guys who are going to get cut for numbers reasons, guys who are just going to get squeezed out because there's a young player who is coming up and, and the team that they're on wants that guy to play there are so many circumstances and reasons. The Packers cut Josh Sitton seemingly out of the blue. No clear backup plan. No realistic, enormous savings. They felt like Lane Taylor was ready. They were ready to move on, and so they did. The Packers got Ahmad Brooks last year under very similar circumstances. He was playing in a system that did not fit his traits, his skill set. And the team decided to move on and let him go find another team. He did, and had he been able to stay healthy, I think he would have been a solid rotational piece for the Packers' defense. They need to find someone else. Because odds are, Reggie Gilbert is going to have to play and start at some point. Which means the backup guys are Kyler Fackrell and Vince Beagle, neither of whom at this point look ready to play. Now, I know that there are concerns about Beagle. He has not played well to this point. Right now, it seems like he's a third stringer. That if Matthews and Perry are the starters, Fackerl and Gilbert are the backups, and Beagle and Odom are the third string outside linebackers. And that's probably true. And the fact that Fackrell is is bad most of the time does not bode well and does not reflect well upon Vince Beagle. That doesn't mean that he can't play and will never be able to play. I know he looks small. He added weight in the offseason. He came out at, at 234 at Wisconsin. I bet he's above 240 at this point. He probably still needs to get bigger. Hustle, speed, explosiveness. He's he's never gonna be he's never gonna be Von Miller. He's never gonna be Justin Houston. He's not gonna destroy guys coming off the edge. He's gonna beat guys with effort, with energy, with instincts, with his length. He does have pretty good athletic traits. All he needs to be is a quality rotational player. Really, all he needs to be is better than Kyler Fackrell to be a quality player for this team because he doesn't have to be a quality NFL player in terms of is he a starter. He doesn't have to be that. Not right now. He just has to be a, can he come in and give you 20 snaps a game? Can he come in in sub-package situations in weird fronts and mug the A-gap? Yeah, Right now, he is not ready to play and and contribute in a meaningful way. That doesn't mean that he won't be when the season comes around. He had to last year simply because he had to because of injuries and and because the season had slipped away from Green Bay. But if Nick Perry is healthy and if Clay Matthews is healthy, this pass rush can be really good because Mike Pettin is going to scheme free rushers. This this was why earlier in the offseason, I made the case... That pass rusher for the Packers was less of an important position to fill in Mike Pettin's defense than in Dom Capers' defense, specifically because Pettin was so adept at scheming free rushers. Well, Nick Perry doesn't need to be schemed free. Clay Matthews doesn't need to be schemed free. But if these backups have to play, they will need to be schemed free. Well, the Packers now have a defensive coordinator who is capable of doing that. And so if they're healthy and you have a defensive coordinator who can scheme you free, that makes Nick Perry and Clay Matthews' life so much easier and might protect their bodies. Because maybe more often they're not having to go up against 300-pound dancing bears. That puts a lot of wear and tear on your body when you have to battle in the trenches with those guys. If three, four, five, six fewer times a game, you have to do that. That over the course of a few weeks, over the course of the season, can add up, and those fewer hits might make it easier to stay healthier. Now that that's not going to be a sustainable model where you just say, okay, well, we're going to scheme these guys free five times a game every game, and they're going to you know get a bunch of sacks and hits. Probably not. But if you if you extrapolate out, and you say, well, if if the Packers put in Fackrell and Beagle or even Gilbert and they don't need them to go win their one, one-on-one matchups. Can't they play more often in relief of Clay Matthews and Nick Perry to give those guys a rest to protect their bodies? Because with Patton, you can scheme them free and they can still have an impact. They can still rush the passer in an effective way that, that supersedes their talent level. Getting Nick Perry back is obviously great because he can do it on his own. But having a defensive coordinator like Mike Pettin, and, and we haven't seen him in, a, in the regular season yet, but his track record speaks for itself. He elevated not-that-talented outside linebackers and a not-that-talented pass rush in general to very good passing defenses, to defenses that were able to generate pressure because they were so well-designed and so well-schemed. Nick Perry's return mixed with the arrival of Mike Pettin can mitigate the flaws that Beagle has. But we can't be blind to those flaws. Because they are there. If Beagle doesn't show anything over the next few weeks, I wouldn't say his roster spot is in jeopardy. I think it's unlikely, just given the need that they have at that position, unless they can find two or three quality veterans that they would just give up on him. But certainly his long term future and the way that the Packers view him is on the line here. Luckily for Green Bay, Nick Perry is getting healthy. And if he can stay healthy, they won't need Vince Beagle to play as big a role.
2: Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better.
0: David Harrison here, the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast, celebrating with you a twenty-one grain salute to a less boring sandwich, thanks to Dave's killer one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit dave's killer to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store
1: the cincinnati Bengals cut safety george eloka on sunday and i got a number of questions about it including from joe and fond du lac he said hey peter do you think George Iloka would fit with the Packers. Yes. The same way Eric Reed would, the same way Kenny Vaccaro would, and they're not the same player, but that's not the point. Iloka played multiple positions for the Bengals, played both free and strong safety. He's still just 28 years old. He's an athletic player, can play in space, but can also play in the box. He can be a splash player. He's not a high interception total guy. But he can play every snap for you. And that's what you want. You want reliability. I've, I've, I've gotten a lot of notes, calls, texts, tweets about the safety position. And Packer fans are concerned. And rightfully so. The defense from the safety position, especially in this last game against the Steelers, did not perform particularly well. A number of missed tackles on James Conner runs led to the touchdown. Where is the impact play? Where is the change in this defense with HaHa Clinton-Dix? Why is Kentrell Bryce playing over Josh Jones? What is the deal? And why, given what we've seen and the level of play from these players, have the Packers not explored a safety market that includes multiple starting level players? Okay, Eric Reid, he has baggage. Political baggage. It doesn't bother me. I wish it didn't bother Green Bay. I don't know that it does. But it's hard for me to believe that a player who was a contributing starting level safety for his entire career to this point, who is still a young player, has no value on the open market. We are two weeks into training camp. He's still unsigned. We're three weeks from the season. He's still unsigned. This doesn't happen. The Bengals cut a starting level safety outright. This kind of stuff shouldn't happen. It's not the helmet rules. That's garbage. Yes, Aloka is a hard-hitting safety. He's an enforcer type safety, but he can do more than that. He can stop the run. Pro Football Focus tallies what they call run stops, and these are these are tackles in the run game that do, that prevent the offense from staying on schedule. So if it's 1st and 10, it's 4 yards or fewer. That kind of thing. Don't stay on schedule. Georgia Loco was 16th in the league last year among safeties in run stops. That was more than Morgan Burnett, more than Clinton Dix, more than Kenny Vaccaro, more than Malcolm Jenkins, more than Eric Reed, more than Glover Quinn, more than Devin McCourty. He can be an impact player. You look at his coverage grade. When opposing quarterbacks went after him, he had a 68.4 passer rating. Now I tweeted this, I tweeted this out. This is great. The 27th best mark last year for a safety when targeted, 64.9 passer rating. Kentrell Bryce, 27. 28, Micah Hyde, 65.9. 29, Haha Clinton Dix, 67.6. 30. Georgia Loca, 68.4. So four players who either played for the Packers, currently play for the Packers, or could soon play for the Packers. And it's just a few spots ahead of Eric Reed, But it was also, by the way, ahead of Eric Berry, Malcolm Jenkins, Earl Thomas, Reggie Nelson. Legitimate dudes. It's worth noting that Trey Boston, who was a safety on the market this offseason, was was 10th in passer rating against 39.6, which is outstanding. Is he exactly the kind of player that that Green Bay needs? Mm, probably not. They could use a rangy cover safety who can play in the box, who can play in the slot, who can play deep, who can sort of do a little bit of everything, and that's supposed to be Josh Jones. He's just clearly not ready yet for that. It's part of the reason they drafted Oren Burks because he can play in the box. He can cover tight ends and running backs split out. He can do a little bit of everything. They need depth here. I don't think anyone should be satisfied with what we've seen from the safeties so far and that Green Bay has thus far been unwilling to address it is troubling. Now, we don't know that there aren't conversations going on internally. We don't know that Brian Gutekind has not convened a quorum of his front office to look at options. And perhaps we'll get a report today, tomorrow, the next day that green Bay has kicked the tires on Eric Reed or Eloka. We don't know that they have ruled that out. Gutekun said initially that that was not something that that was high on his list. They were going to let the young players do it, but that they'd be open. Well, we've got two preseason games, you know, not there for the practices to see every snap they take like the front offices and the coaches are but it's hard to think that they are going to be satisfied with what they've seen so far now maybe this is all an overreaction and when the actual real Mike Pettine defense gets unveiled in earnest we'll feel differently about this the safety play i'm dubious of that i remember a couple years ago when they were going to when Dom Capers said oh we're going to play a little 4-3 It was under wraps. They didn't play it really in the preseason. They didn't even let the media see it during practice. And then they went to Seattle. They pulled it out and Seattle pulled their pants down. I don't think that's going to be the same thing with Mike Patton. I think Mike Patton's track record, again, speaks for itself. But there are players out there that can make this team better. So go sign them. It is really that simple. Would he make this team better than it is currently? Yes. Cool. Sign him. Make the team better. That is the job of the front office, to make the team better. It is the coach's job to make the players on the team that are there better. It is the front office's job to get those coaches the maximally best players. The most good players. Right now, Green Bay isn't doing that. Because there are safeties out there that can make this team better, that could at the very least provide depth for them. But probably could compete to start. They've shown a willingness to go after players in this offseason. They let the young players try and sort this out. I think it is true that Josh Jones is pushing for more playing time. The the Packers with Mike Pettin went to a lot more three safety looks against Pittsburgh, and I think we should expect to see that a fair amount, but that to me means that Pettin wants to find ways to get Josh Jones on the field. Maybe that's because they really like all three, or maybe it's because neither Bryce nor Jones have really separated themselves, and they need playmakers there. They need consistency there. So go get a proven veteran that at the very least can provide you some comfort if they have to go play snaps back there.
2: This episode is brought to you by Philips One by Sonicare. One-up your brushing with Philips One. This one is the ideal one for those who are still using an old-school manual toothbrush. To all those people, it's time to take your brushing one level up. The solution is a simple one. It's the perfect timing one. It's the long-lasting, battery-powered or USB rechargeable one. That comes in multiple colors to match you one. The one with a subscription that delivers new brush heads for just $5. Your teeth deserve this one. Philips One by Sonicare. One up your brushing. Learn more at philips.com one. That's P-H-I-L-I-P-S dot com slash O-N-E.
1: Three more shows this week. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Game is Friday. Oakland Raiders in Oakland and then back at it the following week. Remember, no show for Labor Day. But we will have them the rest of the week and that is when we'll start our normal season schedule with Expert Tuesday, Opponent Wednesday, the Scouting Report on Thursday and the Injury Report Friday when necessary. Get excited. I am so excited. I can't tell you how excited I am every day to record this show knowing that you are waiting for it, that you are waiting to listen and that our numbers continue to grow. It is an incredible experience to watch and hear from all of you. I have the best time doing it and I do it for you. I certainly would sit here and just talk to myself about it and just speak into this microphone. I wouldn't listen back to it. (laughs) But I would just do it. My wife says I probably do it anyway if you asked her, I'm sure. Because I will just talk to anyone who will listen. And the fact that so many of you have chosen to listen is really heartening, and I appreciate that. And and I hope we can continue to grow this community, this Locked on Packers family. One of the ways you can do that is leave us a review on iTunes. Let other people know that you like the show. Let them find it. I got a, a, a bunch of messages in the last week about, about people who found the podcast. Hey, I just started listening. Hey, I just found the show. That's awesome. One of the ways you can help people find the show, leave a review on iTunes, rate us on Facebook, share us on Facebook, share us on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at PeterBukowski. Follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnPackers. On Packers. You can always send us a text or call us at 920 341 3775. The Locked On Packers fan hotline. Um, There's going to be a lot more questions that I'm going to have answered. We're going to do multiple shows next week with just all mailbag, just all questions from you guys. Again, 920-341-3775. Put in your phone. Had a couple beers on a Saturday night? Give me a call. Leave me a message. That would be great. The regular season is already nearly upon us. We're going to get you ready every week to follow the team that you love. And in order to do that to the best of your ability, You have to stay locked on Packers.